Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. Get ready for a fun conversation with Carlita Neighbors Palermo. And she is already so fun. And we are already having such a good time just in our little five minutes of, of introducing each other. And so I know this is going to be a great conversation. And I think, Carlita, you'll have to tell me your thoughts on this. But one of the reasons I think it's going to be a great conversation is we both have done a lot of work on our own sense of self. Yes. My favorite topic. (laughs) Perfect topic. So that way it just feels very free when it's two people who are just like, I'm you, you're me. Some things were the same. Some things were different. Some things we'll agree on, but you're doing you, I'm doing me. And we're both um, trying to become better versions of ourselves. Is that Mm. kind of, would you agree with that? Totally. That's the key, isn't it? Like I love to associate with other people who are doing that work too. So it's always really fun to meet other people doing the good work of love, you know, the conscious love, the love of self, love of others, how to, how to show up more in love and not in like neurosis. <laughs> not I love that. So, well, okay. So I wasn't going to ask this question, but now I want to. So let's describe the experience of someone who it's like, oh man, they've kind of done the work. Versus someone you meet who it's just like, wow, are they aware they're coming across this way? Or, you know, they're they're looking for love on the outside, but they haven't developed it on the inside. You know, describe kind of meeting those two people because a lot of our audience is dating. And they're like, oh That's no. That's a fantastic I'm, question. That's I'm a wonderful question. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a professional yeah. podcaster, so I'm supposed <laughs> to be able to ask good questions. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's a fantastic question because I I think that my answer to it can give a sense for things. And whenever we're talking about who's done the work and who hasn't, I think the first thing that comes across is energetics. Whether you realize it or not, you are projecting neediness or you are projecting unavailability and somebody else who's not conscious of of the energetics so much, their neediness might be responding to somebody else's unavailability or things like this might be going on. Or I can feel like I'm so sensitive to energy now. And I, and I can feel when somebody's kind of tugging on me for approval, even in a very subtle way, I can feel the tug for approval. I can feel how they're not full in themselves and they are looking for fulfillment outside of themselves, which is not attractive no, no judgment on them. I've totally been in their shoes, which is how I learned this stuff, but not, you know, it's, it's not appealing. It's not appealing. It's not attractive. And also it's not actually healthy once you're in an interaction with somebody like that, because whatever, whatever the issue is, if somebody is not centered in a joyful, loving relationship with themselves, it's going to create drama in a connection with somebody else. Even if not on the first or second date, somewhere down the line, you're going to come up against what you haven't healed inside and where you haven't established a healthy relationship inside before trying to create one outside. It's always going to happen. (laughs) And it's so frustrating because if, you know, most of my audience was in a, you know, an unhealthy relationship of some type, parent or partner. And it's like, okay, I just need to find someone who will love me. Right. So then all will be well. Like as soon as I find 
the right guy, the right girl, you know, to make up for my parents or to make up for my past partnerships, like, oh, life will be well. Um, And then it's a continuous frustration because they keep bumping up against themselves. Mm -hmm. The same patterns always happen. So here's, so I kind of see our our world as holographic. Um, I, I see myself as being the same person, the same causal force wherever, whatever context I find myself in. So I'm going to recreate the same patterns until I have changed the root of the pattern. I'm going Can I just to- like clap? Can I stop and like, yeah, yes, I want <laughs> people to hear that. Did you hear her say wherever she is, she's going to recreate the same situations for good or for bad, right? Because- Exactly, exactly. It's always you're, feedback. What yes. you're creating outside is always feedback. It's neutral feedback. It's not saying you're a bad person. You're a failure. You'll never find love. It's just saying what you're doing right now isn't working. And it's feedback that sometimes can require a coach's help or, or a therapist or somebody like that to pick apart what the actual nature of that dynamic is. Um, Cause we don't see our own blind spots, but it's just feedback. So <laughs> lately I'm in a really good place myself. So I'm getting feedback. Like I've never had before. Like, it's like these crazy patterns of miracles. It's like, how did this same, how did this thing that never happens happen three times in two days? You know, like it's a pattern. It's because that's, that's where my, my own inner pattern is operating. Now I'm in the mode of receiving. I'm in the mode of self-love. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm in a place I never was sure I would arrive at some point, but but the external reality is just a reflection on it. It's not saying I'm better. It's not that I did self-improvement. <laughs> you know, This is not about improving who we are. Fundamentally, who we are is already worthy, already utterly lovable, exactly as we are. We're just, what we need to do is find out how we're blocking that with whatever beliefs mm-hmm. are operating and causing us to show up in ways that don't acknowledge that we are already worthy, that don't understand how utterly lovable we already are. That's our pattern. It's just healing that stuff usually in one form or another. Well, my son is obsessed with like the men who built America and Titans of America, you know, uh, Carnegie and Rosa, you know, uh, oh my word. Why can't I think of a name? Carnegie, uh, Vanderbilt, you know, I mean, all these people who like, you know, were very impactful in building America. And I was reading a book on it and it's, I think it was Vanderbilt. And he said, uh, you know, if I had lost my money in that industry or hadn't been in the railroad industry, I simply would have made this much money in doing something else. And he was just an identity of like, I am a moneymaker. So wherever I go, I'm going to find opportunities. I'm going to create experiences for myself to create wealth for myself and my family. And I think it's so And then there's the stories of people who win the lottery or become professional athletes and they have all this money and then it's gone. It's just immediately gone. And we don't think about that. It's easier to see when it's in money than when it's in dating or when it's in friendships or when it's in whatever it may be. Um, But I feel like it's relevant to this conversation because it's I loved what you said. Here's who I am. And wherever I go, this is what I show up and this is what I create. And I feel the exact same way. But not not as many people think that way which is sad yeah it's a it's a massive paradigm shift sarah it's one that 
it took me a while to get it. And it took a lot of support of the, you know, we're really influenced by the people around us, which is, so I started hiring coaches in 2015 and it's just a lifestyle choice now for me to be supported. And when I, as I have grown, I have found people who are more and more aligned with what I really needed to learn. And it really took support for me to shift into an entirely different perception of reality, which is really what that is, which is seeing that I am the source of my own experiences, which is not, please, please hear me right, y'all. I am not saying that because you were an abusive relationship that you created that. This is not about blame. This is not about conscious responsibility, but there was something in us that whether we have an experience that we love or that we don't love is aligned to it and we're not conscious. And that's the difference. Because for me right now, if I encountered an abuser, no way in hell would I wind up in a relationship with that person because I don't have the the identity patterns operating that would be even at all attracted to that that person. I'm grossed Mm -hmm. out by people with bad energy or with, you know, toxic energy of any sort because, because I've changed my own identity of who I am, of, you know, my sense of my own worth and stuff like that. This is not about blame at all, but it is about how, what, what, who am I in my self-perception? And a lot of us have wounds there. We have a, t- a culture where nobody's learned emotional maturity. Nobody's really learned a whole lot about love. You know, this is all really new to our culture and it's just beginning to blossom. So when I ha- have learned this identity that is absolutely not resonant to toxic people anymore. Mm-hmm. It was through work to begin to shift the identity. And I really needed support around me to begin to heal those things. I, I've done energy healing work and a lot of emotional, like, like um, dialoguing work. I love the work of Dr. Margaret Paul. It's called inner bonding. You can check it out at innerbonding.com. That's one that I lead my clients through week after week and learning how to have a healthy relationship with themselves. It's a wonderful resource. Um, I think you would do, do better with having somebody to walk you through it to, to get your blind spots addressed there, but it's an incredible tool. And doing this work over time, you get more of a sense of who am I really? Like I'm a divine child of God, whatever you want to call God or the universe, whatever it is, I'm a ray of that. And of course I'm inherently worthy and lovable, but it took me a really long time for my identity to shift to, to step into that. It doesn't have to take everybody as long as it took me. It does not have to take nearly as long as it took me. But since I've understood that that's really what it's all about, that's where the starting place I think has to be is to understand that it's on us and how we're relating to ourselves inside to create that identity shift. And that I call it the inner relationship with ourselves so that it's then mirrored by our beautiful relationships in the outer world. And I I like the word training. I feel like toxic people train us in really Mm. unhealthy ways to feel unworthy, to feel unlovable. Um, And then we go out into the world already trained. And I had a friend who was in marriage counseling with her husband and the marriage counselor said, why did you marry her? And he said, she's already been trained. Wow. She had already been trained. She had a a dad who yelled at her and tore her down a lot. She had a first husband who she had to get out of the relationship because he'd gotten physical with her. And this was this other guy, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I I think about that training word. Sometimes I think um, it's easier to digest for people because it's like, okay, yeah, no, I wasn't blamed. It wasn't my fault. And, 
And I have to do the self-responsibility work of retraining myself, reprogramming myself, reprogramming how I view the world so that I'm not already set up to repeat the pattern that you were talking about earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Because we were trained and, and like, like, like we're saying, it's definitely not about blame, but something as early as our childhoods Mm -hmm. created something. And this, I'm not even blaming our parents. I don't even come from that perspective of blame. I I still see them as responsible for their behavior, but this is not about like, oh, you know, my, my mom and my dad were awful. Like, I mean, I, I grew up with a lot of emotional problems. I actually, my background was as an astrologer and an Akashic records reader beforehand. I'm a very grounded person. I'm a nurse practitioner too high, just saying that just so everybody knows, like, I'm, you know, like I come from a very grounded perspective on things, but I see in somebody's birth chart, how like I came in, I was going to have problems with men. I was going to have problems with self-worth. And however I experienced that in my childhood kind of constellated around that something in my soul was already. And so, you know, you could say it was past lives was where this started. If you believe in that, it doesn't matter to me if you believe in that or not. It's just a way of framing the fact that this wasn't my conscious, you know, decision, but it has been my, my, my need in life growing up to discuss, to become conscious enough to, to handle it and change the pattern that was on me to change the pattern. So my husband did 23 and me, and it said in his genetics that he wasn't musical and it's so funny. So maybe if people don't believe in past lives, then maybe you believe in genetics. And it's if his genetic makeup can say that he's not musical, I, I wholly believe that my genetic makeup of trying to be kind, of being extra forgiving, of being extra nice, of trying to believe the best in people, trying to avoid conflict, I 100% think my natural genes or personality or whatever uh, very much set me up to get taken advantage of <laughs> very much. So maybe, you know, we're kind of giving the yin and the yang. Yeah. So it's like, if this doesn't sit with you, go with this, which I feel like I've done all week on my podcast. I I love the dual duality of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, if whatever metaphor makes sense, it, everything is about how we can understand things right here and now and how we're yeah. operating with them. And we can totally transcend like, like the genetics, the pattern. It's all about, you know, there's a, like, there's a, um, a light and a dark expression, even of our gifts. Yeah. And even in our challenges, there's a gift inside the challenge. I've had to work really hard to overcome self-worth issues and feeling like unworthy with men and like feeling like my femininity wasn't adequate and all this kind of stuff. And in the work that I've had to do, I've become really good at that stuff in a way that people who had an easier time with all that didn't learn. So that's actually part of like what I get to share in the world now. So there's always like you know, there's, there, and there's a higher expression of things. So we can absolutely transcend the things that we think are our patterns that are stuck. We think of genetics as fixed. Actually, genes are a lot more fluid than we, than we've been taught to realize till now. There's a lot of interesting new understanding around that, but we can change those things. We can actually influence them. We're not, um, we have free will basically is what I'm saying in the midst of, you know, you're always going to have Sarah's body. I'm always going to have Carlita's body, but still within these certain, you know, parameters, we can change an awful lot. So we're definitely not stuck because of the past. Agree. Agree. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah. And if you haven't done so already, I want to ask you a personal favor and say, please leave a review for the podcast. It helps other people know this is information they can trust. You can leave a review anonymously. So just 
hit the write a review for the podcast and let others know this is a safe place to heal. Okay, so if I come to you and I'm just like, my self-worth is destroyed, I have no sense of self, no, you know, um, what, you know, where do I start if that's where I'm coming from? Where to start? I think honestly, but my, my, my deepest heart answer there is to be supported because I don't believe, you know, wounds are a relational in nature. I think for one thing, it's really helpful. Like if, you know, if you have a self-worth wound, that's relative to what you think other people think of you for the most part, it's in the context of human relationships. That's why we wind up in toxic relationships that reflect that back to us in certain ways. So I think the best thing to do is to be supported, whether you have really wise friends that you can surround yourself with, or you can find a coach like you or me or somebody else who appeals to you, get connected with um, Dr. Margaret Paul's community with inner bonding or whatever it might be, you know, find the best support you can get because I don't really believe it's maybe it's possible. I have never seen it. I have never seen seen it either who got, who got um, this, this transformed uh, on their own, because you need people who can actually show you it's possible and stand and model for this as possible. And I see this, this, you know, possibility for you, because most of us have never had modeled what we are learning to create. Everybody listening to this podcast is in some regard on like the leading edge of a new wave of, of healing and transformation in this world in doing this work. I'm getting chills. Like just talking about this, like everybody listening to this is leading the way because we were not taught this. Our parents did not have these opportunities to learn and grow and heal this stuff. This is all so new. So to to learn how to do this, it really helps that we get together with each other and figure out, you know, how to do this, um, you know, and support one another and be supported. I think there's just really nothing like being supported. If you, you know, if you have to go on your own and just read a book or that sort of thing, there's a lot of great materials out there, but really just to be supported by another wise human being who's a few steps ahead of you on a similar path. Wow, there's just nothing like that. That that's that's the thing that I wouldn't have traded for anything in my in my growth journey. I agree completely and you know, all good coaches have a coach, uh, but it it's a real after, you know, a sense of trauma. Sometimes we can get this hypervigilance of I can do it on my own. And we forget mm-hmm. that that's a sense of pride. You know, it's like with toxic people. I don't need anybody. I've got this by myself. I'm better than everybody. You know, we we like, ugh. And then it's like, okay, on your healing journey. Well, I've got it by myself. I can do it. I'll figure it out. You know, and it's this really, it's uh, the, the light and the dark as you were talking. And we don't think about it in those terms of not reaching out for help, not saying, okay, look, I've obviously got some blind spots, which I told you right before this call that I hired a nutrition coach recently. My first one ever. I have never done a diet. I've never done like anything. I've always been worked out and been pretty healthy and you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, man, I I need some support in this area because I'm writing my second book and you sit a lot. When you're writing a book, you sit all the time. And if I'm going to sit that much, I'm going to have to eat a bit differently, right? I'm, th- mm-hmm. That's just going to have to be, or I'm going to gain weight. And you know, it'd be really easy to, oh, I don't need to do anything. I don't need this. I don't need that. You know, I know more than I can just read in the book. I can this. It's like, but why? Because today when I had told you I'd lost three pounds and I went to the doctor, there was somebody to text. 
there was somebody to text and say, guess what? I did it. I did right. it. And she was like, that's so great. You need to post in the Facebook group. And it was just this, this energy um, about it that I'm never going to get from a book. If I read a book on eating healthier, I'm, I'm you know, I can't really, I guess you can write the author to some extent, but uh, it, we don't want to get our trauma to get in the way of our healing and thinking we can do everything on our own is a hypervigilant trauma response, not the way to go. Because I have never seen anybody heal by themselves either. In a way, it's almost like that hypervigilant trauma response is still giving all the power to other people because it's a fear response. It's saying, okay, well, I can't be interdependent now. So I'm going to be hyper independent. It's still a reaction to that thing. It's not actually the, like the context of a healing relationship is a totally different experience. And in my, my personal experience, the first time I had hired a coach, it was the first time I'd ever spent a significant amount of money on anything that wasn't my education or like living mm-hmm. expenses. And it was such an act of self-love. It was, it was, it spoke to my subconscious mind. Money is such a taboo subject. It really gets us deep. It's just like sex and death and, you know, money, like, they, like they're all really taboo, really um, we're kind of uncomfortable with them. You know, they, they touch our subconscious minds. And for me to spend the money as an act, as the act of spending that money on myself touched my subconscious mind when I was saying, you're worth it, Carlita. You are worth this. This is just for you. This is not for your external achievement in the world. This is for your healing. This is for you. And it was, it really touched me that way. And and now my self-worth has increased and I invest like crazy. It's funny how much I like, you know, like, like it's just like I said, lifestyle choice now. It's really, it's really transformed a lot, but it really, it's a different kind of relationship too, to, to be able to say, I can find a relationship that is healthy to experience this interdependence with and work out even with the coach how my, my, my codependence or my neediness or my fear of what she thinks or whatever it might be shows up your same relationship issues will show up in all of your relationships, just in different ways and degrees. And, you know, where it really gets mirrored back to us in an intense way might be with that abusive partner, but but the same dynamics are actually present in a lot of our relationships. So sometimes I tell my clients, I'm like, you might get triggered with me sometimes. I'm going to do my best not to do that. But when that happens, it's actually an opportunity to work this stuff out and learn that it's safe to share your triggers with somebody. And it's safe to kind of be messy and fall apart. And that I'm not going to turn on you. It creates a new experience of like, you can actually be who you are and, and, and be embraced in that. And be loved and embraced and said, yes, this is perfect that this is coming out now. We can heal this together. And, you know, it's really, it just creates a different experience of things that we found unacceptable or, or it's a pattern disrupt. It really breaks the pattern when somebody else is like, oh, okay, this came out now, you know, here we we can really like work with this instead of um, experiencing the same reactions that it used to get or the same within us or within other people. So within my nutrition coach, I'm like bearing all right now. So I finally, I hired her and then put her off for like three months because I just kept putting it off. And then Mm -hmm. we did our first intake call and I cried like three times. And I was just like, I do not want to have to do this. Like, 
eating has been kind of one of the places in my life that I can just like, okay, I don't have to overperform because there's so many areas in my life that I am a, I overperform or try to overperform whatever, whichever one you want to say. And it's like, man, eating is like the one time that I can just like, okay, I can turn it off. I'm not performing for anyone anymore. I can just, you know, enjoy this, this meal. And I just cried. I just cried. I was so mad. And then I I was trying to like argue with her. So me and my husband were talking. I was like, I'm going to tell her this and I'm going to tell her this. And I can't do that because of this. And he's like, why are you arguing with this person that you're like in your mind, you know? So you were talking about that with coaches. And so I do want to say, if you keep leveling up, you will experience that triggering every single time. If you get a coach that just like pats you on the back and just like, oh yeah, you're already, you're not, you're already not perfect just how you are. But you know, I, I want to share that very personal experience that I had this past month and to say, um, it is emotional and it is like butting head sometimes because they're trying to present a new way of life for you. Mm-hmm. And humans are like, nah. you know, I was like, yeah, but it's not that convenient when my husband's like taking me to these burger places all the time. It's not super convenient for me to, <laughs> you know, it, it just that, that, that triggering. Um, so I want to be honest about, you know, that's been my experience this month and that means you're at a, the right place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to, you know, my, my goal with, with my, when I'm coaching somebody and something triggered is up is just to love that part of them because they're in their trigger. And if I can just love on that part of them and love them exactly as they're showing up, that's what creates the space for the whole thing to kind of unravel and reveal itself. And for them to understand, you know, and begin to see it instead of, because they, then they realize too, like, you're not actually reacting against me because I'm not actually putting this on you. So now you can see like, like, because there's so much love here that, that, that we can actually look at this for what it is, what's being triggered in you, what's yeah. happening inside your own mind or heart. That's, that's saying, you know, something bad is happening here. And then we can bring awareness to it. Then we can shine light on it. And it's just the most incredible thing. You know, it's, it's an opportunity when, when you find yourself having those feelings, getting mad, getting upset, getting frustrated, feeling like you failed, like whatever, whatever it is that comes up, <laughs> it's actually an opportunity. I love that. And, and to keep seeking opportunities. So if we got to broadcast you to the entire world for a minute and you had a self-love message, what would your message be? It's, it almost sounds so trite, but it really is the truth, which is that you are enough exactly as you are. You are enough to be loved. You are lovable exactly as you are. And if you don't deeply know and understand that, the only way to transform your entire life is to find a way to deeply, deeply understand that. It will change everything in your entire life. So I'm going to give you the same question or the same format, different question. What okay. in in because we did talk a bit at the beginning about that dating context and like okay, how can I parent amazingly well 
without self-love? How can I date and find the right person without the self-love? How can I, you know, build a career that I'm passionate about without that self-love? Like, you know, what is your, your first answer was right. And I thought, Ooh, and I want to ask her this too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, what, uh, what advice do you have um, to the woman hoping to skip a few steps? To skip a few steps into creating a self-love relationship with herself? Is what you're asking? No, skip a few steps in how do I avoid the self-love part and just find love oh. through my kids, find love through a partner, <laughs> find love through, yes, yes. Let's it's, just skip the self-love part because that's messy. So I'd just rather get on a dating app or, you know, hope my kids never grow up and leave me or something like, you know, something like that. Yeah. Oh, my first, my first feeling in response to that is just my heart goes out to you, honey. I know how tempting it is to like, not want to deal with that because it feels hard because it feels like that's not actually possible. It's, it's, it's the deepest wound inside. So many people is some form of not good enough. It's the deepest thing and it feels impossible to tackle. So first thing I would say is I feel for you and it's totally fine if you don't choose to do that. But I think that ultimately you're going to save yourself a lot of time and heartache because eventually that lack will show itself in a way that is incredibly painful to you. And, and it's so worth doing the work, even if you don't understand that worth for your own self right now, wouldn't you want your children and your family members and your partner and the people that think of the person you love the most deeply, and wouldn't you want them to love themselves? Well, you get to lead the way. So that's one motivation point. If you're not motivated for your own sake, you can be motivated for the sake of the being that you love the most on this earth by knowing how to model that for them and how to teach them that because nobody else is going to do it. And they're going to grow up with a great deal of pain if they don't learn this. And so, but the this reason you can't skip the step is that it's going to show up in the choice of partner that you have or the compromises that you make in your career journey or all the ways that even just on a day-to-day level, people just don't even realize they're, they're, we, we take so much for granted the pain that we live in. We take for granted those voices in our heads that say, I'm still too fat. I'm still too you know stupid. I'm not this enough. I'm not that enough. Oh, I said the wrong thing. Oh, what did he think of me? I just said the wrong thing. Oh, did he, did I mess that up? Oh, all these ways that our inner critic just berates us constantly. It's like, you know, flogging us with a whip all the time because we don't have that healthy relationship. People just take it for granted. You know, oh, I'm worthless because I didn't do my chores today. You know, I've, I've heard people in my family say that. I'm just like, please don't use that language about yourself. It hurts me to hear you call yourself worthless because you didn't do more chores. You know, it's just, there's, there's so many ways that we take for granted what we do to ourselves. And you just don't even know how sweet it can be and how actually miraculous it can be. Because when you come in line with all that you really are, with you know your own true soul nature, with who you really are in all your perfect lovability, it really is resonant with miracles. You are in harmony with the universe at that point, and it creates opportunities that you could not have dreamed of. It's just the most truly miraculous space to be in. It's utterly worthwhile utterly worth doing the work. So tried a few angles there. <laughs> I'm so glad 
I asked it. I asked that question. I'm so glad I asked because it is so tempting to skip. Carlita, where can people find more out about you? Well, my, my main website is carlita.org. It's K-A-R-L-I-T-A.org. And also, um, I periodically host a series of uh, interviews for people who are seeking to create healthy love. It's called Love on the Way, How to Be Healthy and Whole, How, how to Be Happy and Whole on the Path to Healthy Relationship, mostly for single people or people trying to create healthier relationships. So if you write to me at carlita at carlita.org, I'll get you on that list for the next time the series goes out um, or show you how you can listen to a few of the interviews from the prior ones. Now it's a really good series. I'm so proud of it. It's a total labor of love and it's really teaching people from the, the perspective of you can absolutely create a healthy relationship with yourself. It's totally possible. And boy, does it transform your relationship potentials and everything else, but really, it really transforms what you get to experience in love in every dimension in your life. Love it. Carlita, this was so fun. Thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you so much, Sarah. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.